Welcome to Journal Talk, a weekly podcast about journal writing for passion, clarity, and purpose. Passion. Reignite that passion for the things and people you care about most. Clarity. Discover who you are and what you really want. Purpose. Get to the heart of life's issues to remember your divine purpose. And now, here's your host of Journal Talk, Nathan Oren. Hello and welcome to episode 49 of Journal Talk, the weekly podcast featuring tips, tools, and techniques to inspire your best journal writing. The theme today is journaling for transformation. Ooh, that big word, transformation. And dare I begin with the proverbial question, what is transformation? It's a word we're hearing more often lately. It's becoming something of a buzzword in certain circles because it sounds way better than just improving or changing something. It's transforming. I remember in the Landmark Education courses that I took years back, transformation was like that ultimate goal. It was like the creme de la creme of what your life was up to, transforming anything that was holding you back or anything that was not helping you be the most that you could possibly be in life. And the other proverbial thing here to do is to go to the dictionary. And there's one dictionary that defines transformation as a dramatic change or metamorphosis, a seemingly miraculous change from one thing into another. And the image that comes to mind for me is the caterpillar, obviously, turning into a butterfly, totally different thing, totally different animal from beginning to end, that is a huge transformation. My guest today is a spiritual life coach, and she talks quite a bit about transformation and the power of journal writing to completely shift or alter your perception of something in your life where you might feel stuck. Her name is Jade Gilmore, and I'll introduce her in just a few minutes. Jade is in the process of writing a book called Journaling to Change Your Life. And the book isn't quite ready yet. It's still in its cocoon stage. (laughs) So just a heads up for the special offer this week, instead of offering Jade's book yet, we'll come back and do that maybe in another show. But this week, I'm going to offer something of my own. And I'd like you to think of some of the very best books you have ever read. Specifically, what are those books that have made the biggest contribution in your personal growth? There's a lot of self-help books out there, and my sense tells me that anyone listening to this podcast has probably had one or two favorites. What are they? What's the title and the author? What have been the best books on transformation that you have ever read? And the reason I ask is because in the coming months, I'm going to be developing a new offering, and I'd love for you to be part of it, and not just as a customer of it, but as a co-creator with it. You hear a lot about, you know, these mastermind groups that are popping up all over the place, and I think this offering is some somewhat of my own special twist on a mastermind journaling group. It'll be like uh, a private book club, a book of the month club. We'll be holding meaty discussions based on some of these highly recommended books. So it'll be a part discussion group as well. And I'm offering up some custom journal writing exercises to accompany each chapter. So it's like 
one part book club, one part discussion group, and one part writing circle. And I'm stirring all of these pieces together. I'm still figuring out pricing and all of that. But I do know one thing. It's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be interactive. It'll be live. It will not be just something dead over the radio waves or the internet. It's not just a downloadable piece. It'll be something that we interact with each other. And I've already started a very small pilot test right here in my community in Ventura, California. I'm just beginning to get some good feedback. And now I'd like to offer out any input from the Journal Talk listeners. So here's the special Journal Talk offer for this week. Send me an email and tell me which book you would recommend that I should include. Now, just to give you a sense, the books that I'm thinking about so far are Byron Katie's Loving What Is, Marshall Rosenberg's book about nonviolent communication, Dr. Susan Campbell's book, Getting Real. Those are just some samples. Those were tremendous books in my growth and my personal development. There's many others. I have a, a nice list, but I don't want to go with just the things that I know already. I want to also expand my own horizons. So what book would you recommend for a writing and discussion and journaling group? And if you had any other suggestions about this offering, you know, would is it something that appeals to you? A monthly club, we would get together maybe twice a month on a conference call of some kind or a webinar and it would be a private group, but we would welcome people uh, on a membership basis. And in exchange for your help and input, when you send me your email, I will keep your email address on a personal list. So when I do the VIP pre-launch of the program, I will be sure to send out your discounted subscription. So just for helping me put it all together, I'll make sure, of course, you know, there's going to be a free trial thing anyway, like a 30-day free trial of it, probably. So I'm not talking about that. There's going to be some sort of a founder's circle. And I'd love to have Journal Talk listeners in that discussion group of the founder's circle with me. It's going to be a blast. Uh, we're going to go for some personal development. And it's more than just reading the words. It's going to be writing and discussion. So come with me. Send me an email at nathan at easyjournaling.com and send me your suggestions. Okay, my guest today is Jade Gilmore. Her company, Wings Life Coaching, specializes in helping people identify and live from their spiritual truths. Jade is also a graduate of the Project Management Institute, and she has years of experience as a certified project manager for an engineering firm. And if that weren't enough... Jade is very close to completing her designation as Certified Journal Facilitator with the Center for Journal Therapy. And you may know Jade Gilmore is also featured as one of the excellent sponsors of the Looking Back, Looking Forward Journaling Kit. That's a program that's been designed to help you take inventory of wherever you are in your life right now, pause and reflect on the past. That's the looking back part. It's especially helpful if you have a bunch of old journals that you want to sort and sift through, gather up some, some nuggets of wisdom from, and then to design a compelling future. That's the looking forward part. And whatever next steps of your life are coming, being able to look forward in a powerful way. Jade has provided writing prompts and activities during the 30-day journal challenge component of that Looking Back, Looking Forward journaling kit. And you can start your Looking Back and Looking Forward with a free download 
at www.easyjournaling.com slash LBLF. LBLF stands for Looking Back, Looking Forward. Another thing that Jade and I have in common, you'll hear about this in the first few minutes of our interview, we both wrote a book last November during the world-famous NaNoWriMo, so I'll tell you a little bit more about that. Please enjoy this interview with Jade Gilmore. Okay, and with me now I have Jade Gilmore. Jade, welcome to Journal Talk. Thank you, Nathan. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. Thanks for your time. I'm really excited to talk. Number one order of business on our agenda here is we got to do a virtual high five for NaNoWriMo 2014. Oh. Let's hear it. Yay, we both won. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, congratulations. Thank you, you too. Yeah, that was my first year and I had set out, I'm going to write a blog post about this, I set out to a methodology because I heard about that wall that you kind of hit about midway through the month. For Mm -hmm. those of you who don't know, National Novel Writing Month is every November they say NaNoWriMo. It's a sort of an acronym for National Novel Writing Month. Go to NaNoWriMo.org. You'll get all the information. But thousands and thousands of people. In fact, it, this year I saw it was half a million people had signed up this year to take on the task of dumping a novel out of their brain and getting it on paper. And so Jade Jade and I were buddies in our <laughs> NaNoWriMo profile. We buddied each other. And I could see progress. She could see my progress. And when you hit 50,000 words, it's considered enough material to actually make a novel, whether it's interesting or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's usually the challenge, right? <laughs> Keep it interesting. Yeah. And Jade, how many years have you done NaNoWriMo? This is my second year and my first win. Oh, well, good. Con- special congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I had to laugh. I, I went back and, and looked... You know, because there's nothing like boosting yourself up on past failures and going, ha ha, I did better this time. (laughs) But that wasn't hard to do because the first time I attempted NaNoWriMo, I wrote 2,600 words and I did almost twice that on the first day this year. Wow, (laughs) wow, wow. It had been stewing. Was it the same novel? It was not at all the same novel. Okay, okay. Very interesting. Great. Are you going to do something with it? Are you going to take it further, get it published? I actually am. I don't know if I would be able to get it published, but I certainly want to edit it and oh, yeah. you know work uh-huh. hard to get it into something that's readable. Because, I mean, let's face it, and, and all the NaNoWriMo people say this, you're not going to write a finished novel in the month of November. Right. You, the goal is is the first draft. So I certainly have a first draft and it needs a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, um, I understand. Same with mine. And I, I think you're right. I think everybody acknowledges that that what you're striving for is just to get the story out. And, yeah. and then you have something to like Play-Doh. You can mold it and shape it and uh, get it into some kind of a format that people will enjoy. 
So you're going to do something with yours too. I'm I'm trying to figure out what I'm, I know. They tell me, okay, now just put it away, let it rest for a while, and come back to it when I've got a little more distance. Especially if you've put a lot of your own personal story, and mine mine is a very personal story. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to. I'm just going to spend a month now. I've got all of you know December now, just to let it breathe. And I'll come back in January and take a look at, you know, what I want to do next with it. But I would like to. And it, and the main character in my book is journal writing. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so it's going to it's going to have, you know, it's my story and how journal writing helped me and some of the things that I went through in my, you know, early puberty years, you know, the coming of age. It's the typical coming of age, coming out of the closet, all that story wrapped into one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What's yours? Mine is a science fiction novel about a evil professor who's figured out that he can live forever if he siphons the life force off of his students. Oh. And a whole bunch of his students say, you know, that's really not cool. We're going to stop you. Oh, okay. All right. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a special invention for <laughs> draining your essence. Right? Yeah. So everybody can live to get live forever if they have access to this device. And and a bunch of uh, weaklings to live off of. That's kind of the flaw <laughs> in the plan, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, all of this from a strict Baptist girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in just a minute. Jade, uh, we've spent long enough on a, on a good icebreaker conversation. Tell us about you. What do you do? What's your business? And how do you uh, provide value on this earth? Well, I call myself a journal master and spirituals Sherpa. Mm. Um, (laughs) When I don't stutter over Sherpa. But, you know, what I really set out to do with my journaling or with my coaching is help people learn how to journal so that they can really reach inside themselves and find answers that they may not be finding elsewhere. Mm. You made a comment about coming from a strict Baptist upbringing, and and I absolutely did. And I got a lot of value out of that. But, you know, by the time I hit college, I really started questioning, is this the right path for me? And Mm -hmm. I started really exploring into other religions. And, um, you know, I I thought about Buddhism for a while, but I, I can't sit still and meditate for long enough. I've learned a lot about meditation since then. I do have a meditation practice, but at the time I thought it was all sitting in Lotus and going home and, you know, there's so much more to it. But I looked at that. I looked at paganism, you know, and I, I bounced all over the place. I went to different Christian denominations. I went to, um, you know, I ended up at, at Unitarian Universalism for quite a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I have great things to say about the UU Church. I think they're really fabulous if you're seeking at all. But even that I found wasn't wasn't really enough for me. Mm. And I started exploring in my journal, you know, what what shape does my spirituality have? And I realized that there's so many ways that I can help other people use their journals to explore, you know, anything they're questioning about. It doesn't have to be spirituality. That was the big moment for me was realizing I can create my own spirituality this way. But, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, there's people using it for all kinds of major life questions. Mm -hmm. And, And I think that's really the powerful thing about journaling is, you know, it's not all about, you know, writing down what you did for the day and whether or not you you know, whatever made your exercise goals and, and stayed under your calorie goal. There's so much more you can do in there. And hey, weight loss journaling is great. It There's a lot to be said for it. But 
you know, if you want to make huge changes, I think that the journal is just it, it's the gold standard. It's the absolute best tool out there, in my opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think in just a matter of a, a few years, and I mean like less than five, every life coach, every spiritual teacher from every denomination, they will have understood that journal writing is key for all of this and that that it's going to be recommended by everybody and then people like you and me who have been saying it for years <laughs> yeah and have been trying to coach and help people and and prepare people you know we will finally find our our market <laughs> we finally find our place for guiding people that's great jade thank you and how are you doing this right now are you do you mostly work through telephone skype in person? What's your practice? You know, I'm willing to work in any format. The majority of my clients have been face to face. And, you know, there's a lot to be said for meeting and, and working with someone face to face. But I would say that probably uh, with one exception, maybe some of my biggest breakthroughs have been in phone and Skype clients. And, you know, so I and I bring that up not to say that the one is better than the other, but mm-hmm. to say that they're all equally powerful mediums. And and I know that there are people out there who only want to work face-to-face with a coach, mm-hmm. and that's great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't have a preference is really what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that uh, especially with the younger generation, people are a lot more comfortable than ever before doing telephone and Skype. And it doesn't even have to be a video call. It could be what like what we're doing right now. We're using exactly. Skype just as the audio part. That's great. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about tell us about your book? Oh, the journaling to change your life. Yes. I was like, we just talked about nano. <laughs> <laughs> Not the hobby book. The, the that's the, the real fun book. book. The, the real book. Although all of them are great, I can't wait to read any anything <laughs> that you write. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Journaling to Change Your Life is currently being edited, so I I don't have a formal launch date for it yet, but, uh, you know, to lob that ball back at you, I'm hoping to launch it in time with the next 30-day journal challenge. Yes, yeah, we should do that. We should get it together for all that, and then we'll we'll have to have another journal talk episode to share it with people. We will. That'll be fabulous. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. (laughs) But the book itself is about Kind of, there's a little bit of the basics of, of journaling and I, I lay out, I hate to call them ground rules because then people go, oh gosh, you know, I'm not a rule person. I can't do this. <laughs> but, you know, there's, there's a couple of tips that come in really handy when you're doing transformative journaling. Yeah. So can you give us an example of the type of transformation that you're talking about? Because transformation is one of those, one of those great words. It's become sort of a buzzword. And I think I know what you mean by it. And I'm sure other people might think they know what you mean by it, but then it leaves a little bit of ambiguity. So it's one of those words that it means so much in such a little amount and it could easily get missed because it's not specific and it's not specific for a reason. Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, when I talk about transformative journaling, you know, my personal story is that you know, I transformed my spiritual life with it. That was, that was what got me started on this path. But, you know, I've worked with people and transformed their careers. I've helped people transform their relationships with their friends and their partners, their spouses. Mm. And, and, you know, to give a real concrete example, 
<laughs> to look at myself, you know, I mentioned that I've a, this is my second attempt at NaNoWriMo and the first time I wrote 2,600 words. Mm-hmm. I, my journal is 100% responsible for why I could win NaNoWriMo this year. Yes. Um, I had someone say to me that I needed to get back in touch with the things that made me happy and focus on that and not focus on, you know, cause I was, I was talking to her about building my business and I was really stressed cause you know, it's, it's nobody's business is ever where they want it to be. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's and, always more to grow. Exactly. And so she says, well, you know, get in touch with your joy and that's what will bring clients. And I was like, oh, you know, that's a really great idea. Why didn't I think of this? So I sat down and I did a journal exercise where I thought about all of the things that made me happy when I was a kid, mm. you know, and, and I mean, little kid, middle school, high school, you know, all those formative years that we go through. And I wrote out this list, this huge list. And then I went back over it and I was looking at stuff and, and most of the things on the list Okay, you know, I'm a little bit too old to uh, to become an astronaut, and it's too late <laughs> to be the first woman in space. But you know, so so I was looking at some of the stuff that that was realistic, and it's like, you know, one of the things that I've always loved was writing. Well, why why am I not writing now? So I did a lot of exploration in my journal about how come I'm not writing fiction, mm. and I ended up doing a couple of dialogue exercises where I had a conversation in my journal with my inner editor and figuring out, you know, Mm. why am I not writing? And I figured out all of the things my inner editor was afraid of, or at least the ones that came out in this, this dialogue. Mm -hmm. And I, I, in my journal, I made a deal with my inner editor that all I want to do with NaNoWriMo is write 50,000 words about a particular plot. Mm. That's it. I, I made no, Quality agreements. I, I said flat out in my journal, I said, you know what? If we decide, my inner editor and I, if we decide that the best thing to do is to hit delete on November 30th after we've gotten those 50,000 words, then that's what we do. We hit delete. Wow. wow. And, and it was so empowering because I could sit down in front of my computer and write anything. As long as it tied back to that plot, didn't matter what it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and there's some interesting garbage in my, <laughs> there, there's a couple of scenes in there that I wrote just because I needed to write something. <laughs> that happens. I, yeah. I don't know if they'll make the cut or not, but you know, this was, this was the deal I made with my inner editor. And if I hadn't been using my journal to dig through why I'm not writing, I don't think I would have won NaNoWriMo. I don't think this novel would have been written. Mm-hmm. Very good. That's transformative for sure. Yeah, getting a completely different result. And and you touched on so many subjects, Jade, in that one story, because you talked about writer's block, you know, mm-hmm. and how journaling is a cure for writer's block. Another thing is, you know, so many, so many people out there, they're not, they don't have any interest in NaNoWriMo, or they don't have any interest. They never, they never got excited about writing, period. Some of them, some people flat out, hate writing. Mm -hmm. I've got a brother, uh, absolutely cannot stand writing. He'd rather, you know, slice his wrist with a a butter knife than to sit down and write a letter. And he has told me that, (laughs) I love what you do, Nathan. It's really great. Just never gonna do anything for me, you know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And still, 
there's some aspect of, you know, so so there, what I'm trying to say is journal writing is really great for writers, but it doesn't mean that every person who journals has to be a writer. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's not true that every single person who does a journal would be interested in NaNoWriMo, but they, it can certainly help if you are interested. And I think the techniques that I used, I mean, the exact techniques that I used would work well for anyone who's interested in any art field. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, if, if you create anything, then sitting down and writing about why am I afraid to perform or why don't I want people to see my sketches or, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, that's something that you can work through in, in these exact same exercises that I did in my journal. Yes, very good. So much good wisdom there. Jade, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to hear you have a some good stories about your role models and why you first started journaling in the first place. And we want to get to some of your tips and and tricks on what people can do. Fantastic. All right. Stay tuned. You're listening to Journal Talk. If you're enjoying this conversation, then you'll love receiving our weekly show summaries. These are short articles, complete with links to additional resources and book recommendations for each episode of Journal Talk. Head over to our website at writeforlife.us and subscribe to Journal Talk. You'll receive a free index of past episodes, plus a weekly summary and reminder when a new episode is published. Thanks again for listening. And now, Back to more Journal Talk. Welcome back to Journal Talk. I am with Jade Gilmore, and she is a transformative journal coach. Is that what you would call it? Yeah. Transformative journal coach, a spiritual self-discovery journal coach. Let's say it that way, too. Um, <laughs> who recently won a 2014's NaNoWriMo Challenge. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Wrote a book, and it also has another book, a more serious book, in the work. So we can't wait to hear more, Jade, about your books. Tell us about why you first started journal writing. <laughs> so... I think that uh, most girls or most women who were girls at the same time I was have have a similar story. Little Women was an incredibly popular book then. Mm. And I remember it was just it, it seemed like everybody in my circle of friends. I shouldn't say it was incredibly popular. It was incredibly popular in my circle of friends. I think All we're I think we're about the same age. I'm 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 a man. I haven't read the book, but I do remember all the chatter about it. I remember like there were lots of people really interested and it made it finally made it to, into a movie, didn't it? Yeah. Well, it's been made into a movie several times. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Catherine Hepburn played Joe March and Winona Ryder did it again in the 90s, I want to say. I don't remember what year that one came out, but I've seen both of them. They're both excellent. But I'll have one, to put it on my list. <laughs> one thing that that comes up a lot in in the book is all of the girls keep journals, and so I was always really interested in these these lovely poetic, deep introspective journal entries that they would write, and mm. and I I thought you know gosh that's so powerful and and I should I want to grow up to be Joe March so I should absolutely <laughs> write these wonderful deep journal entries. And my parents gave me one year, I can't remember if it was Christmas or my birthday, but they gave me the little five-year diary that was about the size of a pack of cards. <laughs> five years. 
<laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, you know, 365 pages on onion skin and there's three or four lines. And so like the first page will be January 1st and you just write in what year it is. And, and so I have, oh, this- I see. So, so it's the same page for all five years. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you keep coming back to that same page and you're looking at, you know, January 1st, say 2014, 2015, 2016. Exactly. So you're coming back to that same page, seeing the January 1st entry every year. Which is great if you go back and reread your stuff. Yeah, yeah, that is. It's a comparison. It gives you baseline. Yeah, (laughs) but two lines. It sounds like now you've got the page, which is already small, chopped into five segments. Exactly. You don't have and to... I was I was 10, right? So I had no concept of this whole introspection thing. What is this? Other than it's something really cool that Joe March does. So I would forget to write in my journal. And I'd yeah. go back because you have to write every day, right? <laughs> right. So I would go back and I would write dull day oh. on, on all the days that I missed. And, you know, the next common <laughs> journal story is Somebody got a hold of my journal and yep, read it. Yep. Oh no. <laughs> and it was it was my my much older cousin and he's reading my journal and I I'm horrified, right? You can't do this. Stop reading my journal. And he looks at me and he says, "Why? All it says is dull day." <laughs> and I did not write in my journal again for years. Oh. <laughs> I want to say I was in college before I started writing again in my journal. And even then I would write like a couple of days and I'd realize that, you know, I wrote a couple of days three months ago and I haven't touched it since. So I would throw the journal out. Oh, oh wow. And then after a little while, I'd be like, oh, I need to write in my journal again. And I would go buy another notebook and <laughs> write for a couple of days and then forget about it for a couple of months. That's funny. Shamed uh, even by your by your inadequacies. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and and I can tell you that the journal that sits next to my bed today, I don't think I've written in it in probably two, three months because I've been doing a lot of online journaling, a lot of digital journaling. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to throw it away. I, when I come back to it, it will still be there and Good I'll you. fill it in. <laughs> <laughs> Transformative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How has the digital journaling been? So this was not planned. This is not in our show notes at all. But tell what your experience, as just so the Journal Talk audience knows, I met Jade through the 30-day digital journaling challenge that we did through easyjournaling.com. And... Basically, there's a whole other podcast episode to listen to how <laughs> about that whole story, but it came to existence because uh, I, like Jade and so many other people, only wrote by hand, but knew that there should be or might be or could be some some benefits and virtues and wonderful things about digital journaling. So we gave it a try for 30 days. Tell us yeah. your tell us your experience. What did you learn about yourself and and your habits from that? Well. What I was doing at the same time as the digital journaling challenge was work through, there's a series of kind of getting to know yourself exercises in Kay Adams' book, Scribing the Soul. Mm -hmm. So, So during the month of October, when we did this challenge, I every day would do one of the exercises from Kay's book, and I would write to one of the prompts that came with the digital journaling challenge. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and I, I loved having those prompts. I thought the prompts were great. 
And there was like one day that I didn't want to write either of the prompts. So I did something else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it was really nice to have that because, you know, when you think of journaling every day, I found that it's really hard to come up with, you know, something new to write about. What do I talk about now? I'm I'm dry. I've talked about everything I know. Exactly. So when someone asks you a question, you're like, oh, I can answer this question. But no, what I... What I found is, you know, aside from that kind of thing, when I was doing the the digital journal challenge is how easy it is to, you know, I, I'm, I'm an Apple person. I got an iPhone and an iPad sitting right here next to my laptop because, you know, apparently I need my technology. <laughs> but I, I have my iPad with me almost all the time. So it was really easy to just throw open Evernote and type out a couple of notes in it. And I experimented with a couple of the different journal apps that were suggested through the mm-hmm. through the challenge. I think there were three that I tried and I, I'm kind of stuck with one of them, but unfortunately none of them are quite what I want. Mm. So I use, I actually use Evernote the most, even though that's not intended as, you know, it's not specifically a journal app. I hear a lot of people and there's, we had a Facebook chat room, you know, group as well during the challenge and a lot mm-hmm. of people in that group, say how wonderful Evernote is for for journal writing. And I I never thought of it as a journal writing tool. It's always been like a filing cabinet for me, you know, like like a virtual filing cabinet for documents. But when I realized that, yeah, why not just open it up and Put your entries in there. Yeah, that that could work. Sure, and yeah. you can have different. You can have several different notebooks, so you can open up this one when you're feeling, you know, whimsical, or <laughs> when you're writing about when you're doing your dream journal work. You can open up a, a separate notebook for that. So, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and and that's what's fabulous about Evernote, and it syncs to everything. Mm-hmm. So I can write an entry on my iPhone, and I've got it on my laptop the next time I log into the internet. But yeah, I had only used Evernote as a place to store, really, I was storing part numbers and brand names. You know, if there's something obscure that I don't buy very often, but I'm really particular about having this specific brand name, I'd throw that into Evernote. Or Mm -hmm. I have a lamp that takes weird size light bulbs, so I put the part number in Evernote. (laughs) You know, that was all I was using it for. And and now it's full of journal stuff. So (laughs) Great, great. And so today, if someone were to ask you, or you're a journal coach, you know, you're a life coach, and you help people with the spiritual quest and finding their path. And what type of journal writing do you, how do you, do you, do you include that at all in, in your uh, recommendations? Anything about digital versus handwriting? Do you talk about that at all? You know, as far as the digital versus handwriting thing goes, I've looked a lot at the work of James Pennebaker. Mm-hmm. Dr. Pennebaker, for people who, who aren't aware, I, Nathan, I assume you are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dr. Pennebaker has done a lot of formal scientific method research studies on journaling. And what he has found is that it does not matter what format you keep your journal in. And I mean, he's talked about recording it um, using an audio recording. Mm. He's talked about handwriting he's talked about typing he's talked about writing it on those magic erase boards you know that have the the plastic Mm. and you write on it and then you lift up the sheet of plastic and the writing disappears yes yes you know he did he did a study with those and found that and and what he's measuring is self-reported like sick days and uh visits to the doctor and that sort of thing yes and he says that in any way that you record your your story 
however you do that, it really is a minimal amount of time that you need to do that in order to see substantial drops in sick days and doctor visits and stress-related illnesses, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which blew my mind. So yeah, so I don't, I don't have a preference to anybody about what method they keep their journal in because it's going to be different for everyone. I know some people like to type a lot more than they like to write. Some people like to write a lot more than they type. Some people, the only time they have to journal is hitting the audio record on their smartphone or, mm -hmm, or tape mm -hmm. recorder in the car on their commute. Um, but you bring up such an important thing that it really has nothing to do with the product at the end of the process. Exactly. It has nothing to do with the, I don't want to say the words because that, that, that's part of the process is coming up with the words for it. That there's some, it's, we, we measure journaling by what it looks like after it's been done. You know, how many pages and what kind of pen. And we have all these opinions and thoughts about where it should be done and how it should be done and what tools to use and how often and how long and all of that, what time of day. But really, it has nothing to do with any of those tangibles at the end of the process. It's, it's, there's something else that makes journal writing so transformative. Yes. What is you, that? What is it? You have to tell your story. I, I would say that that is, is the basic element of it, is that getting into what you've been through and really stop and look at it. Mm. And and there's so much of a difference between I'm, I'm trying to come up with an example that would work. But, you know, if you're in a car accident, mm -hmm. you can come out of there and be like, oh, my gosh, this jerk just, you know, ran a stop sign and, and hit me. And this is horrible. And, and he's such a terrible person. And, you know, and you're going to carry that stress around with you that that this guy's horrible and that drivers are horrible in general and, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and, and ultimately develop phobias or you can stop and you can look at it and be like, wow, you know, that guy was having a really bad day and, you know, got distracted, didn't see the stop sign, you know, so mm -hmm, it was mm -hmm. really unfortunate that he had that. But so it's that act of telling the story and, and, you know, Pennebaker says that you really need to put yourself in the other person's shoes. I would say that you don't have to go that far, but when you can stop looking at it as a very general, you know, everything terrible always happens to me. When you stop and you can say, okay, I had a really good day that day, except that I was in this fender bender at the, mm -hmm. the stop sign. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it's making that shift that I think is so powerful. And if you can tell your story and if you can tell that, that part and, and make that realization as you're telling the whole story, not just, you know, the victim part. Exactly. Not just the victim part. Thank you. When you tell that whole story, it changes your perspective. And. And that's where the work is. Yeah. 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 We're onto something here. I wish we could. I wish we could like really identify all of the pieces of that. Cause I, I think you're onto it. You're definitely you, well, you onto got a week. it. <laughs> you got a month. Let's do it. Where's NaNoWriMo? Let's do it again. <laughs> Right. Um, actually, you're probably writing it in your book. You've got, you've got it. Yeah, you've got it coming. You've got it coming. I want to hear more. Uh, <laughs> Jade, what can the Journal Talk listeners walk away with today trying out on their own? Give us uh, your keys for success or, or what did you call it? My success journal. Yeah, success journal. I adore this technique and it's super easy. And, and 
This is one thing I tell people. Anybody who comes to me and says, I don't have time to, to write in a journal, I say, you got time to do this. So <laughs> good. So at the end of the day, and, and this is not my regular journal that I don't keep very often. This I actually have a, a little notebook that I keep next to my bed. Ah, okay. And the very last thing before I turn the light out, I take my little journal and I write down three things that I consider a success for that day. Mm. And it, it does not have to be anything glorious. Some days, you know, when you're sick and you got out of bed and you took a shower, that can be your success for that day because, <laughs> boy, have I been there. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and other days, your success is, you know, I finished my first novel. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but the important thing is write down those little successes. And I, and I literally, I write three. Some days I only write two. Some days I write four. But, you know, three is, is the goal that I shoot for. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that I write is three things that made me happy. Okay. So we're making lists, short uh-huh. lists. Doesn't have to be a long journal entry. This is just a, a bullet point list of, of things. Exactly. I, I refer to it as, as six bullet points. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. Three things that made me happy and three successes, wins. It's on the lines of like a gratitude journal, like what am I grateful for almost. But I like that the focus is more on, you know, what, what is it that I have to be proud of today almost? Yeah. Like yeah. What, what, what action did I take that I can now say I'm proud to have done or I'm glad that I did that. Very good. And three things that make me happy. Yeah. Super. All right. Give it a try, journal talk folks. Uh, I'll, I'll give it a try as well. I like things like that. Jade, how do we get in touch with you if we want to know more? I know you've got lots of things brewing and coming, and I'm sure we'll be talking. I have a feeling, I have a strong feeling <laughs> that we'll be talking with you more. So people will hear about you in lots of ways here. But what's the main way people can reach you if they have more questions or just want to get in touch with you for coaching or anything else? Well, the easiest way is my website is wingslifecoaching.com. No punctuation in that. And my email address is jade at wingslifecoaching.com. Simple as that. Yeah. I like it. What's the image with the wings? Dragonflies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, when I was was looking at at creating my, my business and creating my logo, I really had this image of you know, like Phoenix, Phoenix wings or dragon wings or something that's just really powerful that can lift you up mm-hmm, out of, mm-hmm. out of where you are. And I, I kind of picked the, the dragonfly because, you know, I'm a fantasy girl at heart, but I know that a lot of people are going to look at it and go, Oh, you're one of those. And, <laughs> and I didn't want to be like angel wings because, you know, that, Cliche, yeah, yeah, it's cliche, and there's kind of the grief element to it, and and you know, dragonflies are just really pretty for insects, Uh but yeah, so yeah, and they're strong. There's dragonfly is strong, and yeah, conjures a a a bit more of a like a mightier. Think of it, a miniature dragon, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's that that has that fantasy element and practical element. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your time here, Jade. And we will stay in touch and, and, and bring you back. I have a feeling. And the 30-day challenge coming in, in 2015. We're going to be working on details together on that. So we got lots. We got lots of projects happening here. We do. This is exciting. <laughs> Any last parting words that you might have or that you might want to share? 
everybody get your journal out tonight and talk about what went well today. Do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do it. All right. Thanks so much, Jade. We'll talk to you soon. Great. Thank you, Nathan. You bet. This is fun. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Write for Life, a web resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journal writing. Find us online at www.writeforlife.us, spelled W-R-I-T-E, the number four, L-I-F-E dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk. Da-da-da.